Whatever goes into the ear, whatever goes into the eye, finally will enter into the heart. So be careful what is allowed to walk into your heart. Pastor Ray Bentley is concerned about those who may harden their heart against the gospel, those who resist the good news. And the gospel sits on the top of their heart, never even goes in. That's a hard heart because they will not allow their soil of their heart to be broken up. Spread the news of his people coming down before the king. Lift your voice, Jesus is coming, join the song. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. The gospel today is the same good news that's been preached for centuries, millennia. And yet some respond and see their lives change. Others ignore it or dismiss it altogether. Same gospel, different responses. Today, Pastor Ray shows us what's behind that dichotomy. Let's listen. Luke chapter 8. We're going to talk about a very famous parable called the parable of the sower. And it talks about the sowing of the seed and four different kinds of soil. As we shall see, the parable is really a story about four different kinds of hearts in which the seed, which is God's word, is, is planted. And you want to make sure that you have good soil or a good heart. All right, let me read to you verses 4 through 18. It's kind of a little longer section, and then we'll go back and make some points about it. But beginning in verse 4, and when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city. So Jesus has done enough miracles and enough people have run off to their various home, little town and or village that virtually they're coming from all around the northern part of Israel and the district of uh, the Sea of Galilee. Coming to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. Everybody loves a story. Jesus was a great storyteller. And he would always take something that they were familiar with and tell a story that they could all relate to and understand. This is a farming story. It's a farming area, northern part of Israel. Very agricultural, farms everywhere. He spoke this parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down. And the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, he who has ears, let him hear. And then Jesus goes on. So people go, wow, okay, interesting story. Famous rabbi, miracles, the sower of the seed. And they walk off talking about it, not really understanding what he was talking about. Verse nine. Then his disciples asked him saying, what does this parable mean? There were others walking away asking the same thing, but in that they didn't ask Jesus, they didn't get the same answer. But he said to them, to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest, it is given in parables, so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not 
understand. What he's really saying is, those who really want to know and will ask and will seek and will search and will dig and take time and effort will see, hear, know, and understand. But those who just listen and go, well, what, what was that all about? Hmm. You know, shrug their shoulders and then move on with their lives, they're not going to get anything. You have to have some desire. God wants those who seek me will find me. But you have to seek me, he said, with your whole heart. So verse 11, we read, now the parable is this. Here's the answer Jesus gave. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now, the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Interesting story. What Jesus is talking about here. Now, I want to just take a few moments and let this kind of sink in. This is one of those stories that you have to think about. You have to kind of meditate on. And it will grow upon you. And I'm hoping that the way we tell this story and let it unfold, that it will have a deep, profound impact upon all of us. Now, obviously, initially, the sower is Jesus Christ, but the sower, as the gospel moves on, can mean anyone who is sharing God's word, sowing God's word, teaching the word of God is the sower. But originally, of course, it was Christ himself. The seed is what? The word of God. Now, let me tell you this about the seed. The seed, like the word of God, which is like a seed, has life and power in it. A seed, a little tiny seed, has the power of life in it and can bring forth fruit. The word of God, the Bible, has power in it. It has life in it. It can bring life into your mind. It can bring life into your soul. It can bring life into your spirit. It can bring life even to your body and your body, yes, even this body, can be filled with the Holy Spirit and experience the presence of the glory of the Lord through the pores of your skin. The Word of God, like seed, has life in it. Powerful, powerful life. And it can produce spiritual fruit. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 is in your notes. So let's read this scripture. One of my favorite scriptures, Hebrews 4.12. And if you don't have this one highlighted in your Bible, underlined or in some way noted, you need to do it. Okay, let's read this out loud. For the word of God is living and powerful, 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God is powerful. It is hard because we are sinners and separated from God. And we're spiritually dead. Until we we come to Christ, the seed of life is planted in us. So, seed without soil. Now we're going to talk about the, the soils. Seed without soil is fruitless. And soil without seed is almost useless. Here's the point of the parable. The human heart is like soil. That's what Jesus is saying. Every human heart is like soil, and not all soil is exactly alike. In fact, Jesus said, essentially, basically, you could characterize there are four kinds of soil. What he really means is there are four kinds of hearts. And if the heart is properly prepared, it can receive God's word and produce an amazing, fantastic harvest and tremendous fruit. So Jesus says there are four different kinds of hearts. Now what's interesting as we look at them is that the first three have problems and cannot produce fruit. You want to make sure you do not have the first three kinds of heart. Because what is the proof that you are saved? I mean, all of us, uh, you know, want to be saved. We want to know where our name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We want to know that we're going into heaven. How do you know that you're saved? How do you prove? Well, you can say it, but there, Jesus said, there'd be people that say, Lord, Lord, we did this, we did that, and you'll say, I'm sorry, I never knew you. So on a, on a pragmatic basis, yes, we're saved by grace through faith, that not of yourselves, the gift of God. But what is the evidence that you have saving faith? You know, basically, simply, it is this. Is there fruit in your life? If you have the seed of God, the word of the Lord in your heart, and have truly been born again by the Holy Spirit, there will be evidence, proof, if you will, fruit in your life. The proof of salvation is fruit, not just hearing the gospel, not necessarily just hearing Bible studies, and for that matter, even agreeing with it. Oh, I agree with all the Bible studies I've ever heard, great. But it's about producing fruit. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray has meant to them. Pastor Ray is greatly missed. He was an anointed man of God, and we take comfort in our Lord and Savior as Ray is rejoicing in heaven with Jesus and all the heavenly hosts singing glory to God. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. Okay, let's look at the first kind of soil, which is hard soil. We're going to call it a hard heart. So look at verse 5. I'm going to compare the parable and then Jesus talking about it. So first we begin with verse 5. It says, a sower went out to sow seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Now look with me in verse 12. 
Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Hard hearts. And as I put here into your notes, uh, you, you know, here's a farmer. He goes out into his field. And, and by the way, the farmer's goal is to get as much harvest as he possibly can. So guess what he, he does with his seed? Seed is the cheapest thing, essentially, that he's got. And, and so he's very liberal with it. He throws it everywhere. He comes to the corner, let's say, of his field. And man, he wants, to, he wants every inch of the whole thing to bear fruit. So he throws. Now, around the edge of the field, as you will notice, there's always a path where, the, you know, people walk or they have trucks or they're tractors or a footpath, if you will. He doesn't care. He just throws a seed. I want to cover everything. Jesus says the first heart is likened unto the hard heart, and the hard heart is the, is the seed that gets thrown to the edge of, of the property where there's foot traffic. And the foot traffic hardens this heart. It is where you, the soil is so compacted and it's so hard, a heart can get so hard, nothing can penetrate it. And so the seed just sits on the top of the ground. If it goes into the earth, well, it's going to bear fruit. It's going to produce fruit. If it sits on the top of the ground, the birds are going to be you know, flying around. They're hungry. They see the seed. That's easy pickings. They fly down. They eat the seed, and it's gone. So note this. Whatever goes into the ear, whatever goes into the eye, finally will enter into the heart. So be careful what is allowed to walk into your heart. The foot traffic of this world can harden your heart. And there are people that go here, not only me here, but hear Billy Graham or they hear the best preachers or the best messages in the entire world. And, and the gospel that, that we find so endearing and passionate and powerful and loving sits on the top of their heart, never even goes in. And they kind of just yawn or just shrug their shoulders and go, okay, that's it. Get up, walk out. Never, it never even got one inch inside of their heart. And so they hear the gospel. They were that close to eternal life. They get up, they walk out, shrug their shoulders. Satan comes, whoosh, takes the seed, and off they go. None, none the better for hearing the gospel and on their way to an eternity of darkness and separation from God. That's a hard heart. Hard because they will not allow their soil of their heart to be broken up. All right, secondly, we have shallow hearts. Okay, now we move a little different. You say, okay, I don't think I've got a hard heart. That's why I'm here in church and I've received Christ and the gospel and praise the Lord. But what about a shallow heart? Do we have a shallow heart? Verse six, he says, some fell on the rock and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And then go to Jesus' explanation in verse 13. He says, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. This represents kind of the emotional here. They, they hear it, you know, they hear Billy Graham, they go, wow! Man, who doesn't want to be forgiven and eternal life and all of that? And so they make kind of this outward emotional show, some kind of a response. They quickly respond to the message. 
And they maybe go through, the, they mouth the words of a, of a prayer, they, they go to a class, they, they, they kind of initiate themselves into it for a moment and for a time. And then uh, you, that interest begins to wane. They, they kind of say, well, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's hard. I'm still a human being. I still have the lusts of my flesh, and I, I still have all these struggles, and I have questions, and I have doubts. I, I don't know if the Christianity worked for me, really. Yeah, I said it. I did it. I walked forward. I went through prayer. I felt I was crying. But now look at me. My life is no different from this guy or from that girl, and life's hard, and what am I fighting so hard for? Man, I want to feel good. And off they go. Shallow. Shallow roots. You know, shallow, they don't last. The sun comes out, and the sun speaks of testing. It represents the testing that comes to all believers to prove their faith. Now, let me say this. Sun is good for plants as long as they have roots. In fact, if you've got a, a depth of soil, when the sun comes out and that little root has just barely started, if there is deeper soil, guess what the plant does? It goes deeper for moisture, for water. In fact, sun, if there is a depth of soil or a depth of heart, it actually goes down deeper and makes the plant stronger, deepens the roots. Persecution can deepen the roots of a true believer but it can also expose the shallowness of a false believer or a pretender. Someone who's just saying things, but they, they haven't really, it hasn't really connected. And again, what's really sad about this is, you, you know, everyone thinks, well, they were one of us and they were with us and they were in here and, and they experienced everything and now they, they've gone off and they say that they don't believe anymore. There's no fruit produced in their lives. Translation, they are not saved. Until there is fruit that is born and produced, no salvation has taken place. So Jesus is basically through this parable, this is, this is a great crowd that is now, because he's done enough miracles around Galilee, people from every village and city all around the Sea of Galilee have come to hear him. But Jesus is not impressed with a stadium full, if you will, of people who are there to listen to him. He knows that there are some there out of curiosity. There are some there because it's, it's a break in their life and routine. And when was the last time we saw miracles like this? There are some there that have self-interest. What do I get out of it? How's it gonna improve my life? Who are not really interested in a relationship with God, they're just looking for a way for self-improvement. Some are there, the, the, the soil is so shallow it's gonna bounce off and the, the demons are there to just take the, the seed right off their hearts. Others, so shallow, Jesus knows, they're not even going to make it three years, let alone to the cross and beyond, and to the early church in the book of Acts. So he is warning them, you and I have a responsibility for the condition of our own soil. You and I can break up, as it were, the fallow ground, or beg God, Lord, I do have a hard heart, forgive me, break it up. Lord, my, I, I've been emotional and, and I, I followed you for a while and now I'm struggling. Help. That's honest. That's relationship. God will hear that prayer. God will definitely take you deeper. God has many opportunities in this life to break up the fallow ground of your heart if you're willing to do it. Thirdly, we have the crowded heart. This one is a little tougher. 
whether or not they're saved or not. And I've read commentaries that go both ways. Some say, yep, they might be saved. Some say, no, they're probably not. I don't know. You can determine for yourself, but it's called the crowded heart. Look at with me at verse 7. It says, and some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Look at verse 14. Here's Jesus' comment on that. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. They do have fruit, or at least the beginnings of fruit, but the fruit never matures. So some say, well, they had fruit, it just didn't mature. Okay, they're saved. And others say, yeah, they had the potential of fruit, but it never matured and became fruit. I don't know. All I know is this is not the place that you want to end up. It represents the heart of the person who does not repent and weed out the things that will hinder a harvest of real, juicy fruit. There is enough soil that the roots can go down, but not enough room for the plant to go all the way up to the surface and produce fruit. The plant gets crowded out, and the fruit is choked off. Cares, riches, the treasures of life are like weeds in the garden that come around, and you don't notice, the next thing you know, they, they choke the plant of the life and of the heart away. Well, let's go to the fourth soil, and that's the good soil and the good heart. Verse 8, and we close with this. It says, But others fell on the good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears, let him hear. Then verse 15, Jesus interprets it. He says, But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This, apparently, this soil or this heart alone is fruitful. This is the person who hears the word, understands the word, and obeys the word, and is saved and produces patiently fruit that bears fruit unto the Lord. Now, I will say this. Not everybody is going to produce the same amount of fruit. <laughs> People will have differing kinds of and amounts of fruit, but all believers will produce some fruit and have some evidence of spiritual life. The, what are the fruits? Well, we know the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control that are listed there in Galatians chapter 5. But the fruits also include winning others to Christ, leading others to the Lord. Uh, it can be your own giving to Christ. As we saw the women, that was an evidence of fruit that their hearts had received the Word and was bearing fruit, doing good, doing good works, serving, being faithful uh, within the body of Christ and even in the world. And finally, character, having the character of Christ and the way you live and the choices you make and letting your light so shine that it brings glory to your Father in heaven. Pastor Ray Bentley with a practical study of the parable of the sower, or more appropriately, the parable of the soils. Good insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Now, today's study is titled, Open Your Heart to Jesus. 
If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can, too. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.